0: Welcome everybody, this is Simon Phyllis and this is Leading the Field, the podcast where I'm interviewing people who are leading in their areas, um, their people who are out there pushing the boundaries, trying new things, and seeing if they can do something that will help the rest of us. And my guest today is really, I think, a brilliant example of that. His name is Charlie Winton. He's the founder of OK Positive, which is an app that's transforming well-being in the workplace so charlie that's my very high level introduction for you but do you want to say hi and, and let
1: the people here know a little bit more about you yeah thank you so yeah so i'm um i'm the founder of ok positive i started it through lived experience and um, my own struggles of mental health particularly within the workplace um, surrounding panic ocd um, anxiety and i uh, wanted to create a platform that was preventative rather than reactive to people's problems um and look at it in the, in the same way fitbit looks at physical health um where we all take an interest in ourselves we become more self-aware and um, we learn about ourselves and we we work to a better future for ourselves so if we can do that for mental health we'll be helping a large problem so we do that within organizations charities and we're, we're moving into schools so i'm quite excited about where we can where we can take it and how many people we can help so yeah it's great to be here it's great to chat to you and um yeah excited for this Excellent. So we're
0: going to come back a bit later to sort of getting behind the scenes of OK Positive, if that's all right. But tell me a little bit then about the origin story for Charlie Winton. Where did it all start? How did you What sort of um, drove you through different parts of your career to get to where you are today?
1: Yeah, so I suppose I left university um where i studied sports science to move into uh, a scaffolding job out in australia i was like you know i haven't seen any of the world i've gone straight from school to university i was like i need to go out and you know work hard and do something and scaffold laboring in uh west australia is i can tell you pretty tough uh, for the <laughs> heat shifting at one point there were 10 of us and there were 10 tons of steel to, to wow. that in the week and so yeah it's it's quite fun but um, definitely learned a few things but moved back from Australia um, to back to Edinburgh uh, where I was introduced into recruitment by a friend of mine who had just started working there three or four months previously mm. and so yeah started working in recruitment actually really enjoyed the job getting people jobs was quite fun um, I felt that there were some things in that industry that weren't in tune with how I wanted to work but as a first job you kind of soak everything up and you think this is the way the world works like okay i got my suit on all this i'm ready to go um but yeah it's when i struggled with my mental health there i i yeah it was it was something that i couldn't really handle myself i didn't really understand my own mental health particularly um i found that i was struggling quite a lot to the point where i would have panic attacks um and i'd hide away in the company toilets uh which is good old fight or flight but Um, It was there I realized I needed to make a change. I was taking things home with me. I was becoming depressed. And uh, my partner was actually the one who snapped me out of it. I was cooking dinner one day and I wasn't myself. I was getting grumpy at absolutely nothing. Mm. And she said, you're not happy anymore. So I was like, okay, well, you're right. I've been useless, broke down, quit my job, moved to start OK Positive while working. Um, So I was doing that in my free time while working for a a new company to keep the bills being paid. Um, It was there I kind of learned more skills around okay well flexible working and um being able to have time for passions outside of work um were new to me because i didn't experience that in recruitment it was so full on that you you got home and you had a drink or you got home and were tired. so yeah yeah um moved into to the kind of world of financial payments did this on the side and eventually it just kind of the other one took over the other one and i left um Mm -hmm. so i left to start this full time so um charlie for the the, for the listener if you like who's
0: probably sitting there um potentially in a job they don't like in a job that's making them feel uh not so great um what what were the sort of the first indicators of that for you and and what would you sort of
1: suggest that they do to start thinking about it differently so it's a great question um really it this is one of the biggest areas i find for mental health in particular for myself that people Kind of skip over is understanding yourself and recognizing when you are struggling with something because there's nothing wrong with struggling with something we all do right. all the time mental health is a big old spectrum of balancing being that you need to figure out um what makes you feel good what makes you feel um less like yourself and so for me there were really key signs um i i love exercise i love staying in shape or trying to stay in shape because i like eating so much um and I wasn't exercising at all, I had no motivation to, I had a lack of energy for anything out with of work or going to the pub afterwards with friends and um, or colleagues. I started realizing that it, my life became a bit more of a routine where I was doing the same things over and over again, living for the weekend and then praying that the weekend wouldn't finish um, and have to go back. I call it, people call it the Sunday fear, right? Um, I had that even more so because I was working in temporary recruitment and 10 o'clock on a Sunday was often the time you get a load of messages saying that they're not going into their job tomorrow, which obviously meant that I was going to be in trouble because um, I wasn't fulfilling the needs of the client. So yeah, things to look out for certainly are a lack of energy, a lack of focus, um, a lack of passion for the things that you loved all your life. So I I love things like rugby, uh, watching films, going out camping i didn't want to do any of those things i basically shut myself off and became the recruiter who went to the pub afterwards so if you notice changes in your behavior like that there's usually something behind it and so for me i created created a system of what i call now triggers trends and action um so i looked at what what my triggers like what was causing me to feel so if i started noticing those feelings what was it that made it happen it was work for me and then I looked at the trends. It was work over a long period of time. Then it started affecting my personal life. And then I went, okay, well, what's the action? Well, in my case, it was to quit my job, start something I'm passionate about and actually go and try and fix my own problem. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I'd look out for. Changes in behavior uh, are predominantly a lack of energy or, or passion that you previously had.
0: Cheers, Charlie. I, I, what's really interesting when you interview um, people who are sort of emerging in their careers and is that they take so much on board thinking it's normal. Um, So like you said, there was a temptation there for you to just think, well, is this what the world of work is all about? That I have no life outside work, that I do lose my passions and my interests and the things that I'm excited about normally, because I'm assuming that's what working life is all about. And without any sort of exterior, um, perspective on that it can feel like okay i've just got to knuckle down and get on with it um so what was it for you if you like that helped you realize that those things weren't
1: necessarily what you should accept well one or two things i think really um speaking to other people about their jobs and their work i mean for us particularly for recruitment you know money 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 is talked about it's like what do you want what, do, what are your motivations what do you want to buy your family what what life do you want to provide and it's always that kind of next 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 there's going to be another job there's going to be another load of money you can make and when speaking to other people i had one of my close friends um from university was working he's a zookeeper and you know he kind of bucked that trend completely like you know it's not a massive hundred thousand pound salary to be a zookeeper and and sometimes that financial side is tough but he was the happiest of all of us all of our friends he was the happiest and so that's where it kind of turned to me when I was speaking to people that I knew hang on you don't work 8 till 6 okay Okay, you are allowed to go on breaks for more than 15 minutes You know, you're know, like it wasn't that bad in recruitment to that sense but it was definitely KPIs were monitoring everything and so I was like is this normal? is this what work is? is this why everyone gets up into a suit looks miserable on the commute into work and, and is that that's the way my life was going to be and I've realised that it's not but I've realised very much Later than I should have, um, but I think if you if you surround yourself with people who are doing different things, this is the problem, right? If, when you go into a particular sector, as recruitment is, or it could be financial services, it could be legal. Guess who you hang around with all the time? Because you're working those hours, know, you're working around with all these different lawyers or all, all these different financial services, and they're doing the same thing. So you yeah. don't have external perspective. So that, and and again, my partner, she she very much showed me, or held a mirror to me um in terms of this is what you're coming home as and this is you know who i remember you as and so it's it's quite hard-hitting and i think actually it's what i was lucky that i had her and have her around to tell me when i'm not myself and some people don't have that right and Mm. so if you add those two things surround yourself by people basically then (laughs) sure
0: yeah absolutely and we um we often talk in networking terms about the different networks that we have in life so we have our family networks and our Uh, work networks and university networks whoever the different groups of people if you like but the one that's most important is your support network whoever is in that group of people that are there to support you they're the ones that can quite often mean the difference between living on the streets literally and thriving um and I, i remember once writing a report for a for a homeless charity that was trying to understand what it is that um eventually leads to people being on the streets and it's quite often it's just their support network has has collapsed um so yeah no thanks for that charlie so okay so we got on we've created okay positive from those sort of lived experiences of yours um what was interesting for me so we talked through your gc index didn't we last week and you came out as this game changer polisher so very much on the obsessive side of the model um but top one there was game changer that level of creativity so what do you think was the sort of the creative spark for OK positive not the not the sort of the drivers that were maybe sort of lived experience what was the creative
1: bit that really got it going well i suppose it was it's I, i suppose i was kind of pushed towards it in terms of my motivations my drives but then the creative options i guess i just wanted to start and get going right you know you take a risk in life sometimes you need to just get on with it and i remember just thinking to myself i chatted to my brother actually i was like this is a lot of money to spend on a prototype of a of an app that people might not even buy or how do i do this <laughs> and um he just sat there it was during it was just before the lockdown we're moving into lockdown i didn't know what that was gonna be like um but basically just said. You know is this something you want to do is this something that you have an idea around do you know how you go about doing it and i was like not really but i'm going to give it a go this is the first step met and um, once again networked and met people met a tech partner through it met um our clinical director through them and met and just kept meeting people and everyone kept giving me new ideas around it so creatively wise it was just what do i want what was going to solve my problem i'm the guinea pig and and then facilitate that by meeting people who are smarter than me in different areas to advise where to go. And I had a rough idea. You start a business with 12 pounds on company's House and that start, right? You've done it. You can't turn back now. You're going to have to do your company accounts no matter how, <laughs> how much money you have in that You're gonna to have to go and do something about it. So I kind of just kept each time doing the next thing. The next thing I'd write a to-do list of write, okay, set up company, right? Talk about prototype. Which areas did I need to focus on tech? Obviously, that was what our product was going to be: um, content, uh, clinical evidence backing, finances, all the different areas of a, of a business that I was terrified and had no clue about. Mm-hmm. When, when, uh, went and found out about it. <laughs>
0: yeah, and from a, a you know from the GC index perspective, that's your polisher kicking in there. That's the element of okay, let's just, we're on a continuous improvement pathway here. What's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the next thing that's just going to make it better and better? Charlie, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back and I want to explore more about what OK Positive does for people and, uh, you know, and what you're seeing, what your hopes are for the future of, of this great business. Welcome back. This is Lead in the Field with Simon Phillips and my special guest, Charlie Winton. We've been talking all about the amazing business that he's built, called OK Positive, where that came from, the sort of the the lived experience that basically fed the thinking into the design of OK Positive. So, Charlie, I want to get behind the scenes now and and learn a little bit more. So, tell us how the app works. What it, what sort of things I can expect if I if I land there,
1: or you know, tell me how this might help me in my business. Perfect. Um, So there's two parts to it, right? It's a two-pronged approach. Um, There is the individual side for a person using our platform, and then there's the organization side or portal, as we call it. Um, From an individual perspective, uh, it's a mental health fitbit. So you input your moods, it starts producing hyper-personalized content, support, resources, and signposting based on how you're feeling, your trends over time, and how that reacts and changes. So we we use machine learning and AI, so it's as simple to use as, as possible. Um, we ask you questions without ever invading your privacy. and We don't want to know who you are. We just care about your mental health profile. And what I mean by that is we create a profile for you based on your values, your triggers, your emotions, and what you do in the app. Because what we're trying to do is find commonalities between other people that are similar to you. you might not know that going for a run or an intervention that you've done has helped your mental health so we can suggest it to them. So by logging your mood for 15, 30 seconds a day, you could potentially be helping someone else elsewhere by writing down how you're feeling and what you've done to help yourself. So that's what we want to do. We want to reduce the stigma. What you'll expect as an individual user is a host of content. So if you're struggling with financial wellbeing and budgeting this month, it will be content on that. And it will tell you stuff about you. So you log your moods and it will form all of this data report around you telling you, this is what we'd recommend. This is what our clinical board would recommend. they look over the profiles and the options and train the system Hmm. and therefore yeah um, but we also provide that link to anonymously feedback to your company so as an organization what you'll do is you'll get aggregated trends and data everyone within your company or or your organization and so they can see what they can do to help you so you have this option to have a voice in the company as i call it yeah because if you can highlight the things that they can do to to support you better and then they do them that's an incredibly powerful thing for culture psychology like psychological safety so from an organizational perspective you get to identify the issues and the successes in your business you're able to intervene through our partner network or through free things that we've seen work in other businesses because we're learning all the time then you can communicate it with your staff through push notifications telling them the things that you're doing the ways you're supporting them and then you can evaluate it users within that company can say yes this helped or no it didn't and therefore, you get this full cycle of this holistic approach to going. You know, you said we did. Mm-hmm. And then people in the businesses are being listened to, they're valued, they're respected, and they have a say in their future with it. And that's that's the answer for us. If you can do that effectively, you're creating a, a far more psychologically safe culture within a business, and it will only improve your bottom line. If you're the managing director of a business, wondering why people are leaving, wondering why people are going off from sick, why they're absent it's because they're not being listened to
0: yeah and what are, what does the user in your organization um
1: what are they accessing is it by their phone or is it on the yeah. so they they access it via um we're, we're on the ios so we're on the app store we're on uh, the google play store and we're also desktop so you can find us basically anywhere um you can find us on 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 those mediums um we always prefer the kind of phone element to it because it's easier it's discreet you're able to do it on the go you can log your moods any time of day as many times as you like and it will paint the picture for you and present it back to you through four psychological models so it's effectively having a a small therapist in your pocket that's just going along with you helping you become more self-aware not telling you you know this is what's wrong with you or this is what's right with you it's just not not about that it's about understanding what makes you feel the way that you are feeling and how to because for me it's like physical health right you get your sniffles you know you're getting a cold so you have a Lemsip hot water bottle rest. So you're not ill for longer. Mental health is the exact same. You'll have your triggers, which you need to understand what they are. You then can find out what your Lemsip hot water bottle or rest is so that you don't know that crisis point like I did. And if you do that, I haven't had a panic attack in five years using that platform of journaling. So it works. It's just how do we get that out there for everyone? And that's how we do it through an application. So one of my favorite approaches to leadership is
0: to Uh, and I can't remember whose original quote this is, but he talked about catch people doing the right thing. So in a leadership term, that's looking at your people and when they do something great or they do something well, make sure you recognize that and so that it also registers in their head. Ah, so I need to do more of that. How does that translate into your app? So you've talked about the triggers and the things that, you know, can um, help us understand ourselves better so that we can, so we can get better if you like um what are you finding are other, is the data starting to reveal what the people who are quite robust and and feeling good in the workplace are you finding are there any trends any bits of information that you can feed back to organizations that helps them understand how they could be setting things up in the first place
1: to be better Absolutely. So, um, from the kind of data reports that we have, we tend to do it based on that emotion trigger, what causes anxiety, what causes gratitude, success, mm-hmm. all those different things. And we found that managers are, are very crucial. So, management, regular support. So, if you have a team or, or a company where your management style is very hierarchical and they don't listen, there's no iterative feedback, there's no communication. Um, you will find there are more issues and that leads to isolation which was our highest negative um, emotion over the last uh, over the last six to 12 months colleagues as well so what you what we really focus around is it's funny because it's people right it's people so it's, it's the management the processes that you have it's the support and communication i honestly think if, if i was speaking to a business i'd say what are your what's your communication like like is it is it a We're telling you you're doing this or this is happening because we said so or is it this is what we've heard from all of you over the last three months this is what we're going to be doing in the future based on what you were saying yeah second option creates a far more productive and listen to workforce i'll tell you an example of that spoke to a business that had two mental health sick days a month per employee so relatively high in terms of right okay so they they surveyed them and understood it was because of the targets that they had so what they did was they repositioned it. They said, right, everyone, you're going to set your own targets next month um, with your manager. So there's communication there already. Secondly, we listened to you. So this is what we're going to do. You're only allowed to do a maximum of 75% of the original target. So you had a minimum 25% reduction in your targets. Um, it could be lower if you wanted it to. And once you hit them next month, you'll earn two well-being days off. So from a business hat on, they didn't miss any productivity or any time in work because they were already losing people for two days a month and what they had was people hitting their original targets from the month earlier happier feeling valued feeling respected incentivized and they came back to work wanting to come back to work so that's the sort of thing listen communication management is a massive part of it right we've traditionally seen that if you know what your role is and it doesn't change or they don't add more things to it you're clearly paid and remunerated for what you do in line with how it is elsewhere, and your manager supports you and doesn't project stress. Those three things in place, you have a more chance of a successful business. Um, so, yeah, I hope that's useful. I think it's it's predominantly around communication if it boils down to one thing. Yeah, no,
0: I, that's hugely useful because there'll be plenty of people listening thinking you know they, they want to do the right thing and create a workplace where people want to come and feel valued and feel like they're able to build their own careers in a nice environment and and as you say what creates that environment is almost always the people that are in charge the people that are your colleagues the environment that's co-created by everyone um and yeah communication right at the top there fantastic charlie this sounds like an app everybody should get so Normally it's right at the end of the conversation. You say, so how can people find out more? But let's actually capitalize on this point of the conversation. So how can people find out more and investigate either as an individual or as a company that might want to put this out there for their workforce?
1: So um, we're on all the different social media channels that you're on today, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all these things, LinkedIn. Um, our website is www.okpositive.org. Um and yeah there you can find the app you can have access to a demo you can reach out to us to speak um yeah we're we're very receptive the team and i We, we we love speaking to people about mental health we love looking into businesses and 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 seeing right how can we make a difference how can the company themselves make a difference and look after themselves because it's it's useless just doing the same things over and over again without trying new things so yeah that's where you can find us um I'm always open to ch- chatting to people, particularly on a human level as well. If anyone resonates with the things that I'm doing um, and needs someone to listen to them or, or if they want to learn more about how I've navigated my me- mental health over the last five years, I'm always happy to speak to, to anyone around it. Fantastic. Thanks, Charlie. Okay, let's take a half a
0: step back. We were talking earlier about the GC Index. Um, I think we've heard <laughs> your proclivities coming through the creativity or the desire to just improve things over and over and over and make it as good as it can possibly be is is the sort of game changer polisher combination inside your organization how does that impact the rest of the team your desire to you know come up with another idea and see it come to being straight away you know what sort of what's the impact on the people around
1: you i can imagine it would be quite um exhausting I think from, from a team perspective, they're very honest with me though. Know, and that's one thing we're, we're very good on communication and, and internally, we, we very much focus on how to, how do people work, how to get the best out of each other. I'm, as, as you mentioned, I'm very much a let's do this, let's do this, let's do the next thing, next thing, yeah. and let's, um, all rush and do it as quickly as possible. Whereas actually my COO, for example, Bob is brilliant at, no, this is the process of let's be realistic. This is how we've got to do it. This is our priorities. Then our clinical director, Helen, will come in very much focused around, um, what, how does this enable our clinical backing? How does this enable actually serving the communities and keeping that user at the focus? Steph, from a tech perspective, like, well, how does that fit into the technology? And then Megan and Shona are like, well, how do we then research this effectively to work into those businesses and market it effectively? So it's like, we all have different ways of working. And so we did a team meeting around it, actually. We did it solely focused on how do different situations make each other feel? how does me replying to emails within 15 seconds as opposed to make everyone feel. Um, We found once you communicate that, right? So from my perspective, once I communicated that, the rest of the team fed off of it and said, well, actually, yeah, now we all understand how each other works. Like some people will reply within a day. Some people will reply instantly. It's not setting a standard. It's everyone communicates and understood that, okay, this is how we get the best out of our work. This is how we each like to work and work around each other. And it's been very successful from that perspective. Yeah, no, that's that's,
0: that's brilliant. Because I think one of the things we found is, as you say, once people understand what really you know excites you about the way that you operate, they can then sort of understand, okay, as you say, it's not a negative thing that they're doing. They're just being the best then that they can be. And actually that makes me feel more comfortable working with them because I'm not sensing pressure where there is none. Um, but <laughs> as I was listening to you there, I was thinking, those key people that are around you they are the pragmatists in the business they are the ones who you know are thinking strategically is this aligned with everything that we're trying to get done is this enabling us to move the business forward as effectively as we possibly can as opposed to just another great idea so um but you know what without those great ideas Charlie the the you know the whole thing will dry up there will be no no, uh, future ideas. So, you know, we've got
1: to keep pushing them in there, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. Everyone works in different ways. Right. And I love, I love that. So if people being different, imagine if we were all the same, we all did the same things, had the same motivations, it'd be a very, very dull world. Okay. Um, so it's actually, I love the fact that people work differently. I love the fact that, cause that's when you get collaboration. That's when your ideas come in and it's basically comes from that, that chaos, so to speak of, yeah. okay, we're not all doing the same thing, doing the same process how are we going to do it um and that that brings new ideas so yeah i completely agree with you but it's good to have people of different the different proclivities all that kind of stuff because yeah otherwise it's yeah that's a great idea charlie yeah no yeah well, like <laughs> one said it's a great idea because we all have the same mindset around it um
0: so charlie just between us don't worry there's no none of your team are listening to this is okay
1: so what's next what ideas have you got nah well um so we're we're planning to launch our platform for free into schools um, with an added safeguarding process to it. Um, nice. Very transparent about So from the adults, we really just don't know who anyone is. We're not interested in that. From a school perspective, if if there were safeguarding concerns to for the duty of care for the person, they'd be identified on a one-off basis to their safeguarding lead at the school. So we're working on that kind of a technology side, but also how do we position it? We've got partners that can get us into all these different schools in the UK. We can make it free for young people to learn more about mental health on their own time so i'm really excited about that um we've got our new technology developments where you'll get your own data insights reports and we're, we're creating ways that you can connect to your family and friends by creating circles where you can check in on each other um, we're just finding different ways to, to engage people more but also get them more interested in in mental health but other people's mental health as well because if we can do that then we can take people away from technology and start having conversations but everyone needs to understand mental health they need to learn about it they need to you know you don't just go and build a lego set without looking at the uh, the manual first you need to understand the basics of how it works and so that's what we're looking to do um so yeah those are the two kind of main projects we're working on at the moment then we've got a couple of commercial things up our sleeve at the moment which are looking quite exciting so um lots going on, but it's all very, very busy <laughs> Excellent, Charlie. It's been an absolute
0: delight to talk to you today, and thank you for being so open about your particular circumstances and how that generated the ideas and the thinking behind okay positive because I'm sure that will have been that will have helped a few people out there just through your own story today. so thanks for that um Charlie, nobody gets off the leading the field podcast without telling us. What's their favorite record? What's the record that really inspires them and gets them moving in the morning if they're feeling a bit sluggish or helps them to power through that last hour of, of activity when they know it's got to get finished? What's what's the inspirational song that you're going to add to the playlist?
1: So, this, I'm going to be cheeky here and say there are two, um, but I'll do my ritual one. So, um, I suppose, for, to answer your first point, the... The song Take Me Out by Franz Ferdinand is possibly one of the bounciest tunes in the world. And that, if I put that on in the morning, I am ready to go. Like that is, <laughs> go to work. This is good. Um, probably in a different tone, I guess. The uh, Love Will Tear Us Apart by Joy Division is one of my favorite songs of all time. Um, it's not really a pumping up song. It doesn't get you started for the day, but just the connotations of Ian Curtis and how he took his own life and uh, the mental health issues around that and the awareness of it quite prudent for what we're doing and it kind of resets me and reminds me that you know there are so many situations like that that are going on in the world that need to stop and change we need to be open and so it gives me probably motivates me more about it but makes me feel more sad rather than pumped up like take me out by friends
0: (laughs) but we need both don't we we absolutely need both in life we need the the elements of insight and reflection and poignancy like that record, which just remind us sometimes of the mission that we're on and why we do the things that we do. And then, as you say, you got to kick back and have a party and and jump up and down. In fact, when I was at um, university, I ran the, the disco there, and I would call those last few songs the jump up and down songs because that's that's the ones that you know people remember have a have a lot of fun to. And then and then we play a you know a slow one just for for those who wanted to get all romantic at the end.
1: <laughs> yeah no. jump up and down one <laughs> yeah exactly
0: thanks for that they will be added to the leading in the field playlist on Spotify and every other place that you can find them um, Charlie thank you so much for being a great guest on the show and um, I look forward to catching up again soon and hearing all the updates on OK Positive but until then have a great week and we'll catch up again soon thanks I really enjoyed this there you go. That was leading the field assignment Simon Phillips and my guest, Charlie Winton from OK Positive. Go and check out the app. It really is brilliant. And I will see you again here next week. Until then, take care.